To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. Because history has shown us that courage can be contagious, and hope can take on a life of its own. I will bring you hope. And I ask only one thing in return. We move now, together. Not at all. Hope is not lost today. It is found. Hope is what keeps you going. Even if the whole world is telling you to move, it's your duty to plant yourself like a tree, look them in the eye and say no. You move. Benvenuto, and welcome to episode two of the SF in Translation podcast. I am your hopefully entertaining host, Rachel Cordasco. What can we say about the month that just was, really? I know some say that April is the cruelest month, but I must beg to differ and nominate February for that distinction. Let's just skip the whole thing where I tell you the details of the horribly evil flu that attacked me and my family just a few weeks ago. And move on to the slim pickings we had this month with SF in Translation. First of all, we had just two novel-length works of SFT in February. The Triumph of the Dwarves, a work of German fantasy and the fifth in a series, and Anna, a post-apocalyptic Italian novel. Last February was better than this one. Back then we had six SFT novels from Germany, Italy, France, Spain, and Argentina. This February, though, not so much. Not that it makes me feel any better, but Chad Post from Open Letter Books recently wrote a post at the 3% blog about the strange, steep drop-off in translations so far this year. I'm wondering if the drop in SFT is related to that. And yet, there were a few sunbeams in that dark, dreadful month. Let's start by thanking our lucky stars for Clark's World Magazine and Neil Clark for consistently bringing us short SF in translation every single month. Through their relationship with Storycom, Clark's World has been able to publish at least one piece of Chinese SF in translation each month. And February brought us a piece by a well-known writer, Ah Chui, and new translator. The Power is Out is a story about survival and trust. It was written by Ah Chui and translated from the Chinese by Mandarin English translator Elizabeth Hanlon. I'm always a sucker for a world loses power and now we have to deal with the consequences kind of story. And this won't come as a surprise to you if you've seen my periodic rants about the canceling of the NBC show Revolution a few years ago. While this story doesn't offer any particularly unique takes on the world descending into chaos trope, it does remind us that at bottom, survival in a situation like this depends on who you trust and how prepared you are to do what it takes to find food and shelter. Despite its bleakness and horror, The Power is Out is strangely reassuring in its depiction of human relationships. If you're interested in more by Achue, check out his other stories in Clark's World. Mrs. Griffin Prepares to Commit Suicide Tonight, translated by John Chu from May 2015. Against the Stream, translated by Nick Stember from July 2016 and An Account of the Sky Whales, translated by Andy Dudak from June 2017. 
The other short SF in translation out in February was Paralysis by Claude Aiken, translated from the French by Edward Gobin and published in Motherboard's Terraform section. I'm not sure what to think about this piece, really. It's basically a father's monologue, a kind of speech to his son about staying grounded and forgetting the drive and inspiration that reading science fiction can give someone. The father talks about the son keeping his head down and forgetting the stars, but the whole thing feels tinged with bitterness, as if the father were really speaking to himself. Unfortunately, you have to go all the way back to December of 2016 to find another piece of SFT on Motherboard.com. You don't have to go very far, though, to find more translations of French SF by Edward Govin. I was lucky enough to publish his translation of Anne Richter's haunting story, The Great Beast, in Anomaly 25 Special Folio on SF and Translation by Women, out last September. You can also find Edward's translations on the Weird Fiction Review site, Blind Spot Magazine, and elsewhere. A big thank you to Edward for bringing us so much French SF and Translation. So on to March. Thank you, March, for not sucking like February and giving us three novel-length works of SF and Translation. Out on the first was Apple and Knife by Intan Paramaditha, translated from the Indonesian by Stephen J. Epstein from Brow Books. On the sixth, we got Typescript of the Second Origin by Manuel de Pedrolo, translated from the Catalan by Sarah Martin out from Wesleyan University Press, and I'd like to add that I just ordered this and I'm very excited to read it. I've never read any Catalan SF in translation before. Um, also coming up is Sisyphean by Dempo Torishima, translated from the Japanese by Daniel Huddleston, out from Haikasoru. Okay, and now it's time to step into Rachel's Corner, not in a creepy way, of course, I'm going to talk briefly about what I'm currently reading and what I'm currently translating. Currently reading, I happen to be reading Sisyphean, which I just mentioned. I'm really not sure exactly what it's about, and that sounds bad, but if you read it, you'll see that it's very complicated, densely packed, detailed novel about genetic engineering, mutation, evolution. It's pretty wild. I am drawn to two specific themes so far. I'm almost finished with it, but I'm drawn to two specific connected themes in this novel, which are evolution and heresy. It seems like there are a whole bunch of different time periods that we move through as we read. And each one is concerned with the evolution of humanity into what it has become, which is, from the descriptions, not very human-like. And each time there's some discussion of evolution and genetic engineering, there's also a discussion of heretical ideas and science that doesn't fit into the current mold and there are questions of, well, we discovered this new type of person, but it doesn't look like anything we've seen before. Does this fit into our scientific 
understanding and the arguments that happen between the different beings. I don't even know what to call them. I think it might be best if I read uh, just a short excerpt, just so you'll get a sense of the style of this novel. I really want more people to read it so more people can tell me what it's actually about. Okay, so this is from the beginning, the first section. There are a lot of different sections. They're all kind of connected, but I won't say any more about that. This is just about a worker at some sort of factory, and I think he's putting together a person. I'm really not sure. Okay, here's the quote. The president took in hand the forward part of the spinal column, stuck it into the corpus site of the client on the workbench, and gradually pushed it in deep. The worker prepared the hips while the president worked in the spine all the way down to the tailbone, arranging it neatly for attachment to the body. Next came the secondary tibia, and after that, the primary tibia. As they repeated this process for each of the major joints of the client's body, hitherto nothing but a blob of fat, began to take on a shape resembling that of a director. End quote. So, from what I gather, it seems like they're putting a person together, and it's no big deal, like putting together a car, I don't know. Um, like I said, read it. Let's have a discussion. Let's talk about it because I can't find anything online and I'd really like to understand a little more what it's about, but I am fascinated and I really am interested in Torishima's discussion of evolution and heretical science and all of that. That is definitely my kind of thing. Okay, so that's what I'm reading and translating. I'm currently translating my second story by Italian author Nicoletta Valerani. The first one by her that I translated is called The Catalog of Virgins. I've mentioned it before. Um, it was published in Clark's World this past November. And her stories are subtle and sort of quietly horrifying. Um, I'm not that far into it, so I'm excited to see what happens as I try to turn it into English, but yes, I, I love working with her. Yeah, so see, that wasn't so bad. Rachel's Corner is the happening place. Um, if you want to follow along with what I'm reading, I'm always posting updates on Goodreads in the SF in Speculative Fiction in Translation Goodreads page. You can find it if you search for it under groups. And that's all for this month. So look forward to next month where we will have our first interview with a very special guest. I am very excited and I think you will be very excited to hear who it is. I'm not going to tell you now because, you know, I don't want to spoil the surprise. So be sure to listen to episode three. Um, also be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything that I just mentioned here. And remember, because I am not, unfortunately, I am not omniscient, a lot of things slip by me. So please remember to send me any and all SFT-related news and links via Facebook, Twitter, email, which is rachel at sfintranslation.com, Goodreads, you can find me, Instagram, whatever. I'm 
I don't do the Snapchat. I don't even really understand what it is. But I do all the major ones, so you can get a hold of me. And that's about it. I hope you enjoyed. I hope that you had some great ideas about new things to read. And I will talk to you next time. Happy reading! Thank you for listening to the show. If you'd like to support us, you can find us at patreon.com slash skiffyandfanty. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so at our email at skiffyandfanty at gmail.com, on Twitter at skiffyandfanty, and on Facebook at the Skiffy and Fanty Show. Our intro and outro music comes from Dimension by Creo. You can find out more about them at freemusicarchive.org.